the Backcastle Studios, it's Papa Cam. Today is the series finale of our interview with Michael Kiefer. Finally. This must be what my dad felt like after he retired. Exhausted, yet accomplished. We are rounding out the series by discussing Mike's time at Ford Motor Company. The second half devolved into a discussion about the importance of Excel. So hold on tight because the episode is starting now. So okay, Ford gives you a call. Where did you start in the company? Well, your first job there. The first job uh, actually was uh, they called me a uh, college uh, grad program, and I kind of shuffled paper and and worked with the uh, parts and service division people that were. Uh, uh, working with the uh, customers out there, um, that that lasted uh, about six months. But the intent then was to put me into the customer phone. Did that really require your automotive background that you had from Pitt State? Um, yeah, I think uh, it uh, it was helpful that way um, because. Uh, uh, you could relate and know what the parts were when you spoke with the customer. And then later, uh, typically, you would try and resolve the problem then with the dealer, too. Were so, you at a large phone bank? It's kind of what you imagine. If you, know, you call three services. people a large phone bank, yeah. <laughs> we had a district, uh, Kansas City. Oh, okay. And they had a lot more districts, Omaha, you know, uh, Texas had its own, of course, being a big state. But... Uh, later, they joined uh, Omaha and Kansas City, but uh, kept the same number of people in a little different methodology. They they changed a little bit how they did business. So you did that for a year. What did you move on to afterwards? Well, um, I uh, actually, my supervisor uh, at Parts and Service Division, he was actually leaving to go uh, raise chickens uh, he had recommended that I uh, maybe would interview. They were starting up a new uh, uh, emission test lab in Kansas City. To, uh, in those days, the federal government required that we test for emissions and meet certain regulatory uh, specifications. California was even more strict in those days. Uh, and uh, the way we did it was we had uh, four... Uh, test cells with dynamometers and and different types of of analyzers, uh, chemiluminescence and dispersive infrared and all kinds of other type of things that would take the exhaust gas from the tailpipe and analyze it to make sure it was meeting the specification. I became a test technician B was and uh, I learned a lot about the computer and some basic programs and stuff like that. I had taken some basic computer programs uh, in uh, Pittsburgh at, at, uh, when I was taking my automotive course. Uh, so I, I worked in the emission lab and then they started to uh, cut back because they went to electronics and they discovered that if as electronic engine controls came online, um, the mechanical parts of the uh, uh, engine could be checked very quickly by just plugging in on the computer. And so every vehicle now is just plugged in uh, to see that every, all the electronics and the system is working uh, before it goes out the door. And so instead of testing vehicles continually, they just 
do it at the upfront uh, and design phase in Detroit. So electronics made the cars more consistent with their emissions? Absolutely, or? absolutely. Okay. And you could check it to see if it was okay. If the, if the electronics were working, you knew you'd get this type of emissions out of the vehicle. Gotcha. So more reproducibility, they didn't need that department anymore. But they liked you, so they kept you around at Ford? Well, I actually laid me off for a couple of months, and then they, uh, which was a, a stressful time, uh, I, had, uh, I had a house to feed. And uh, make payments on. Was I was I born yet? No, you were not. You All were right. not. Uh, I was not married at that time. Still, uh, didn't think so. So then, <laughs> I, I I don't know if that should go in the interview. By the way, that's kind of a personal question. Anyway, uh, we went on to um, they they were launching a, a, a new vehicle, and uh, typically there's a budget, an extra budget for launch, and so they needed some extra help. And uh, someone that I had known at Pittsburgh also worked at Ford, came six months after I did, but he hired into the plant and not into, uh, you know, parts and service as I did. So uh, they needed him to uh, work on the launch of the new vehicle. So they needed me to backfill him and keep an eye on the old vehicle while he was uh, um, working with the new. So... Actually, that probably fit my training a little better because now I'm out in the floor, on the plant floor. And then uh, when they launched the vehicle, uh, six months later, um, I asked my supervisor if, uh, you know, if that was the end of my term because it, six yeah. months was the, the time that they had hired me for. And he said, well, as long as we keep paying, you keep coming back. <laughs> and so 39.6 years later, that's the, the status I was in. You know, they kept paying me and I kept coming back. By the way, if they had stopped paying me, I'd have stopped going to work. But that's, just so you know. That's good to know. So uh, from then I moved on to, uh, uh, well, the quality department. Uh, I had... I had I was extra help for a little while there uh, during the launch cycle as things came online. So they sent me to train on some new electronic equipment we call datamites, which electronically check torque and gap. And uh, oh, what because, vehicle were they launching? Oh, they were launching at that time. They were launching the uh, Tempo Topaz. The Tempo Topaz. Now that's not around anymore. No, it's not. Is there a good Thank reason for that? <laughs> Well, because we moved on to other vehicles later. All right. We moved on to the Contour Mystique after that. And uh, then we moved on to the Escape and Mariner. So I've been through several vehicle lines. And uh, then uh, the latest that, that I helped with was the Transit Van. Although I did work sporadically on the truck F-Series uh, 150 yeah. side. Best-selling truck in America? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't build enough of them. In an effort to keep the lights on, we're going to take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsor, those little felt pads you put on the bottom of chair legs. I cannot say enough about this product. They aren't flashy, but they protect your wood floors from scratches caused by chairs. It's all right there in the name. So for all your chairs without wheels, buy some little felt pads for their feet. Your floors will thank you. Now, back to the episode. Right now, uh, it seems that Excel is a big part of your job, and uh, may I say one of your obsessions? 
Uh, when did that roll out and become part of your job description? Well, uh, uh, I think that fits right in because that was uh, when I, uh, you know, when my time was up and, and I was now on, you know, pay-as-you-go plan, if you will. Um, the quality manager hired me into the uh, quality department because he knew that this electronic data collection system, they knew that it would be necessary in the next launch of the F-Series. So he hired me because I knew the system. So it was kind of beneficial that I was extra help that they, you know, was uh, was expendable, so to speak, and be, could be sent for training yeah. in this new system. So I knew the new system. So I became a torque coordinator, and so I uh, helped maintain the system, did the updates on the computers and all that kind of stuff, which, by the way, was a Victor 9000 with all of 10 megabytes of hard drive. Wow. Something that Excel clearly couldn't have run on. Uh, no. So, uh, uh, <laughs> thanks for bringing me back to the subject at hand. So we were running uh, uh, Multiplan, which was, ran really on 64K of memory. Later, uh, we got IBM computers, and uh, they would run uh, Lotus. Uh, from Lotus, we uh, got the Microsoft Office package. Oh, awesome. And that's when we got Excel. So and Lotus was the operating system? No, Lotus was a spreadsheet. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the operating system was... Uh, uh, DOS 3.11. Pre-Windows. DOS 3.3. Pre-Windows. So they had the Office Suite before Windows rolled out. Well, the Office Suite before Windows, Lotus was a spreadsheet, but we used a, a graphical package uh, named Harvard Graphics. Very, very, very good. But Excel uh, was superb. Would you say Excel changed your life? Uh... <laughs> I suppose actually it did uh, in many ways. Uh, they uh, um, had some budget to train. We had uh, some people come in and teach different courses at the plant. So uh, I took that class too, and it was a full college course in Excel. That explains why you know so much about Excel. And then we used it, used it, used it, and used it. And used it, and uh, so uh, there uh, came a time when they were cut, kind of cutting back manpower. So they put me out into another job in incoming quality for a while, and uh, it came up that this in the engineering department, the uh, analyst there was uh, leaving for another job. So the job came up for bid. So I bid on it, and uh, because of my ability with Excel and my ability to uh, access these custom programs, really, in Ford Motor Company. Uh, I got the job in the engineering department, which turned out to be a really good job. I wrote a whole big program or two in Excel, which, uh, you know, to format data much more easily. And several of the other plants actually used the program. But yeah, I uh, used Excel extensively. Was that the job that you just retired from, or yes, basically, uh, that essentially? One, that's essentially the job I just retired from. The quality analyst program in engineering. Are you happy to be done, or do you miss it sometimes? Because um, you just retired a couple months ago, so it might be too early to tell. I suppose there's a little bit of a twinge now and then. Uh, 
But there's a relief to be out of it and not have some of the panics and, and that. Any yeah. tips on how to get people at your job to like you so they keep you around? They oh, my. You around well, you could you could run the coffee fund as I did. Wasn't going to get into that. And uh, every now and then uh, on the proceeds, throw a little party. There you <laughs> and, go. Throw uh, parties. Have, have pizza. That uh, always uh, helps me. But, but in general, be helpful uh, to those around you. That concludes the interview with Mike. Subscribe to Papa Cam and iTunes to receive our next episode while you sleep. A big thank you to everyone who listened to this experimental podcast. I plan to continue casting as long as someone is listening. You can find details on how I made this podcast for $0 at stuffandtheuniverse.tumblr.com. This show was edited and produced by me, Cameron Kiefer. Our idea generator is currently broken. You can follow me on Twitter at Cam Keefe. That's C-A-M-K-I-E-F-F. This show's music was mixed by Christian Esteban. You can find more from Christian at soundcloud.com slash Christian Esteban. Thanks.